and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Yes, hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. I am Adam Chalk and what a great weekend I've had. I hope you've had a pretty good one as well. It was Royal Rumble this past Saturday night, which is always my favourite time of the year. It's the reason I'm a pro wrestling fan, because of the 1992 Royal Rumble. So, always holds a a big place in my heart. And I thought it was a decent show. There were some things on there that I didn't like. Uh, Quite a bit that I did. Especially the main event, which we will come to, I think, all around everybody's praising it to the hilt um let's get to the royal rumble shall we do the review the first big moment of the show was the return of pat mcafee to join commentary he got an unbelievable reaction i don't think michael cole and Corey graves knew he was coming out it kind of seemed that way i've missed pat he's been a great addition to WWE commentary and he was again great here as well and they opened up the show with the Men's Royal Rumble which is a bit of a surprise because usually that is the main event and with the first two we had a callback to Clash at the Castle with Gunther and Sheamus going at it Uh, both guys had a very good showing especially the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Um, Next, we had The Miz, Kofi Kingston, Johnny Gargano. Johnny got no reaction at all. Hard to see how far he's fallen. Kofi Kingston had another botched elimination, unfortunately, um, where I think he's supposed to land in a chair, but I don't really know what happened he he missed anyway and he landed on the floor <clears throat> I think that's two years in a row now for Kofi maybe maybe stop doing it uh, Xavier Woods and Karrion Cross were next out followed by Chad Gable who had a decent showing as well Drew McIntyre was number nine and he and Sheamus worked together pretty well Santos Escobar and Angelo Dawkins were the next two, but we didn't really see them for very long. <clears throat> Number 12 saw the beast Brock Lesnar enter the Rumble, and he has just started eliminating people left and right. But number 13 was Bobby Lashley. Uh, he came out, and he eliminated Brock Lesnar in the first real massive moment of the match. Brock threw a fit around ringside, slamming the steel steps on the commentary desk and then flattening Baron Corbin on the the uh, outside. He was the next entrant. F5'd him on the floor. <clears throat> I think they're going for 
Lesnar versus Brock in uh, in the WrestleMania build, I would say. But we also had a bit of a stare down between Gunther and Brock, and I kind of like that as well. Be interesting to see where they go. I think he certainly left it open to go either way. Uh, yeah, Baron Corbin was still on the floor when Seth Rollins came out and entered. He uh, had another good showing in the Rumble. He, I think, was in the final four. Five, anyway. Um, he quickly eliminated Corbin from the Rumble. Otis followed him, and then in one of my favourite spots of the Rumble that didn't involve Logan Paul, more than that in a minute, we get uh, Rey Mysterio. Well, we didn't get Rey Mysterio. We got his music playing. It's meant to be number 17. He no-showed. But number 18 was his son Dominic Mysterio, who came out wearing Rey Mysterio's mask. Uh, he Tore it off, he ripped it up, just looking like a, a, what would you call it, a fake tough guy, I guess. He's just so good, Dominic Mysterio, at the moment. He went on to have a really good showing in the Rumble as well. Elias was in there for no time at all when he came out next. Finn Balor came to Dominic's aid, um... Our only retired entrant in the Rumble, I believe, was Booker T, who was out next. He was able to get the pop for the Spinner Rooney before being dumped out. Uh, Damien Priest came out to make the Judgment Day at full strength, or as good as in the men's anyway. Uh, Montez Ford, unfortunately, had a very brief showing, which was a shame because he deserves a big push, in my opinion, but I think... I'm hoping that will come. In at 24 was the returning Edge, who came down and eliminated both Damian Priest and Finn Balor. But they got immediate revenge by pulling Edge out of the ring and off the apron. Uh, they fought all the way up the, the entranceway uh, during Austin Fury's entrance. This is when Ray Ripley just came out and blasted Edge Uh but the returning Beth Phoenix was an out to spear her. That was kind of cool. So that's obviously another way they can go for WrestleMania. Omos, uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet then came out next. And the final surprise of the match was the returning Logan Paul. He and Ricochet had the spot of the night where they were opposite sides of the ring shouting at each other. Then um, both men springboarded from the outside into the ring, meeting in midair, crash into the mat. It looked awesome. It's really high as well. Logan Paul, man, who thought he would be as good as he was? Glad that he's back. Our number 30 was the returning Cody Rhodes. At one point, we thought we were down to the final four which was Gunther, Cody, Seth and Austin Fury. But we all forgot about Logan Paul, who slid back in and eliminated Seth Rollins. So that sort of feels like a WrestleMania match for both of them. That could be awesome as well. Uh, the match then came down to Cody Rhodes and Gunther. 
and it was a real struggle between the two of them, both looking at like they were going at one point. But eventually, Cody Rhodes did get rid of the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther, and won the match. And he is heading to WrestleMania. In terms of the men's rumble, I think this was one of the better ones we've had for quite some time. Especially when you look at last year's. I wouldn't say it was the best rumble ever. uh, But still decent. And the Logan Paul ricochet spot was one of the best things I've seen. I know it's been done before, but has it been done as well as this? I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah. I really enjoyed this. The only thing I I would put as a little bit of a negative is the return pops. We didn't have many of those. Uh, I love Booker T, but I don't think he's the Texan everybody was hoping would be in the match. Um, But there we go. You can't have everything. Next up, we had the Mountain Dew pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. I don't really know what to say about all this. Uh, It was basically a match with glow-in-the-dark things in it. Bray basically dominated dominated the match for most of it. Uh, He nearly dropped Knight on his head with a throw out of the corner. Knight fought back and set up steps by the commentary desk and they do, uh, I think, LA Knight jumped off the barricade, taking Bray out with him, crashing through the commentary table. It was a nice little visual, I suppose. Uh, Knight got a glow-in-the-dark kendo stick. Again, a nice visual, but Bray just turns things around, hits the sister Abigail and wins the match. After the match, uh, Bray had this new mask on and almost transitioned into the Fiend almost. Uh, sort of chased Knight out into the crowd. Knight was nailing, it, <laughs> nailing him in the head. I'll get that right in a minute. With the kendo stick. But seemed to have no effect on Bray. Who just kept coming and kept coming. And they found their way to a production area. Bray locked on the uh, Manable Claw. Then on top of the tower, Uncle Howdy was stood there doing his little dancey thing and then, for some reason, dived off uh, through the staging. And we get all sorts of fire and sparks and all sorts. Um, look, I don't think this is very good. And, it, you know, he didn't really do anything in the match. The match sucked, to be honest. But I kind of want to see another version of this again, just to see if they could change it. I think visually it kind of looked pretty cool. Um, Was it the right people involved in the match? I don't know. I've seen some people shitting on the, uh, the dive from whoever Uncle Howdy is. That he missed LA Knight by quite some distance. Oh, of course he's going to miss him. Because, quite frankly, from that height, if he lands on him, LA Knight's dead. 
So let's not be so fucking stupid. Um, cool visual issue. If you're into that kind of thing, I think you would be kind of into what happened at the end of the match. I'm sure you weren't really into the match itself. Up next was the Raw Women's Championship match between Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. There really isn't a lot to talk about from this match because it pretty much went 50-50 back and forth and then Belair hit the KOD and won the match. Really quite disappointing all of this. I was expecting a little bit more, a bit more spooky bollocks. Um, After the match we did have a few more Bray Wyatt teases. Uh, I don't know, this felt more than a couple of levels below where Bianca Belair should be. Didn't didn't enjoy it. Alexa Bliss, I just don't... I, I, I don't want to be harsh because I like Alexa. Um, I, I liked her stuff before she went all spooky a couple of years ago, but since she just hasn't found any form and some of her stuff looks really weak um yeah don't know the women's rumble came next though and we started with Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan at one and two I'll again run through the entry order and talk about what happened as we go through to be honest it was a little bit dull until we got to the final 10-15 minutes of the match. But we'll still go for it. Number three was Dana Brooke, who I'd forgotten was still in WWE, if I'm honest with you. Uh, Emma and Shayna Baszler followed her out. Bailey was next, and she had a decent little show in without doing too much. Uh, B-Fab came in and then was soon eliminated. I kind of think that might be the way that hit Rogo. I think they haven't got a bright future in WWE. Let's put it like that. The first NXT call-up was the NXT Women's Champion, Roxanne Perez. Um, first of many rumbles for her, I think. She's great. If you haven't seen her before or you haven't seen her in NXT, go and give it a watch. I think she's really good. Dakota Kai and Io Sky were out to back up Bailey. Uh, Natalia returned to get her revenge on Shayna Baszler for breaking her nose. I'm not sure she really got that, mind you. Uh, Candice LeRae followed her out. Zoe Stark was uh, the next NXT call-up, and she had a fantastic showing. She did not look out of place at all. Get her on that main roster. Hopefully it won't be too long until she is. Uh, Zia Lee came out next. Didn't do a lot. Uh, number 15 was Becky Lynch. who got dealt with by damage control, making her a non-factor in the match, to be honest with you. Uh, Tegan Knox came out before the return of Asuka with a new look for WWE fans, but this is, of course, her old persona. I think she looked great, Asuka. Then we had the return of Piper Niven, who also had a really good showing. So glad she has dropped the name Dewdrop. 
Tamina was out next. Didn't do a lot. Number 20 was Chelsea Green, who took her time coming down to the ring, and she was shouting quite a bit. Uh, she got in the ring and then thrown straight back out again. I think she lasted four seconds. When this first happened, it pissed me off. But since I thought about it and watched it again, and this is obviously going to play into some kind of character for her. If it works out well, then I'll I'll be fine with this. I have faith in her and Triple H to get it right. Uh, Zelina Vega came out dressed as a Street Fighter character, which, I, I'll be honest, I don't really understand. But if you're into that kind of thing, as she is, cool for you. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez had a good showing in the match as well. Mia Yim was followed by Lacey Evans. Then, in a strange moment, Michelle McCool, who was at ringside with her daughters, uh, her music started playing, and she... They put over that she didn't even know she was in the match, but funnily enough, had her gear on under the jacket. Uh, cool for her daughters, though, who I think genuinely didn't know she was in the match. <coughs> uh, Indy Hartwell was another NXT call-up. Sonya Deville, Shotzi and Nikki Cross all came out, but didn't do a lot of note. The big surprise for number 30 was the returning Nia Jax, who got so much heat. Uh, unfortunately, they somehow, after 60 entrants in a rumble, messed up the countdown to her entry. Her music started playing way too early, before the countdown began. Uh, she got in the ring, and all of the other women ganged up on her to eliminate her. Although I'm not a big fan of Nia Jax, I did think she did a good job with her return and the way she was. I think the women's division needs someone like Nia Jax if they can just brush her up a little bit and get her doing something that isn't too much wrestling. I think somebody like her could have a a good showing on a Raw or a SmackDown. The match got interesting when we got down to the last three, and it was Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley. Uh, they fought on the apron, and Asuka went to Miss Ripley, but she ducked and got Liv Morgan instead. Asuka got dumped out by Rhea, but Liv... <laughs> Attack Ripley. Ripley found herself dangling against a blinded Liv Morgan. Um, but she could just lift her legs up around the head of Morgan. Flipped her out off the apron. Meaning that Rhea Ripley booked a ticket for WrestleMania. This was nowhere near as good as the men's rumble. But the... You know, after Nia Jack's return, it did hot up. I think from that moment on. And once again, the WWE got the booking and the winner spot on for this Rumble. I know we all fantasy book Naomi returning. Um, and I would have loved to have seen her. Personally, I did have a down as that number 30. 
but no one really knows her current status or her state of mind or what she even wants to do. Um, maybe we'll still still see her. Maybe she'll be a part of the bloodline story. Who knows? And then we come to the main event, and it was the undisputed WWE Championship or undisputed Universal Championship. I don't know what they're calling it, but it was Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Uh, earlier on the kickoff show, I forgot to mention that. Roman had told Sammy that he's going to be by his side for the whole night. So he was in the corner of Roman. This started off slow, but soon picked up when Owens got in control of the match. Now both guys were throwing hard strikes. Roman soon got back on top and hit a drive-by kick, which got a two count. We see Sammy Zayn sort of wincing at nearly everything that landed on Kevin Owens. Uh, Owens nearly won it with a frog splash though. Reigns hit a sit-out powerbomb, that got two. A superman punch as well, got a two count. Uh, Roman went for a spear, but Owens sidesteps and sends him shoulder first into the ring post. He hit a swanton bomb, that got two. He then went for a springboard moonsault, but sort of slipped and fell back. He did land on, on Roman, but just didn't look great. He went to do it a second time, this time missed. Roman nails a spear, but Kevin Owens kicks out at two. Uh, the referee got knocked down after Roman blocked a stunner and pushed Owens into him. Owens, though, hits a pop-up powerbomb, but there's no referee to count. Uh, I think he could have counted six or seven. Roman, though, hit Owens with a low blow, calls for Sammy to grab a steel chair. Sammy hesitates does eventually give it to Roman. Roman turns around straight into a stunner. All of a sudden, a new referee was there, but could only count to two as uh, Roman kicks out. Another spear from Roman got another two count. Sammy was almost pleading with Owens to stay down on the outside when Roman Reigns speared him through the barricade. He then threw Owens back and head first onto the steps a couple of times which looked disgusting I hate that bump watching that uh, Owen still so showed sign of life though slapping Roman Reigns but then he gets nailed with another big spear as Roman Reigns won the match and retained his titles but that is only half of the story because after the match, the Usos and Solo Sokoa came out to celebrate. Uh, Jay goes to put the lay over the head of Sami Zayn, making him a permanent part of the bloodline. But Roman sort of stops it and says, not yet, and ordered the Usos and Solo to beat the hell out of Kevin Owens. It kind of became hard to watch at times. Paul Heyman had handcuffs in his pocket. And they handcuffed Owens to the top rope. There was more super kicks from the Usos. And then Reigns was about to nail him with a steel chair. But Sammy stood in his way. So you hear him saying, you don't need to do this. You're better than this. Roman, after thinking about it, agrees and hands the chair to Sammy and says, you're right, you do it. 
Sammy seems all conflicted, so Reigns pushes him and screams at him, yelling at him. Sammy takes a step back and then nails Roman Reigns in the back with the steel chair. I literally jumped out of my chair at home watching this. Uh, he turns to the Usos to apologise. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know what else to do, basically. Jimmy, though, nails him with, with a super kick. Him and Solo start beating the hell out of Sami Zayn. Jay, though, stayed there in the corner, just looking upset and not sure what to do. As Reigns approached him, he just rolled out of the ring, seemingly turning his back on the bloodline and walks away. Uh, they continue the attack on Sami Zayn, Roman beating the hell out of him with a steel chair. He rips up a lay over the broken body of Sami and leaves a broken Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in the ring together. Well, this was simply sensational. Um, I think it's the best storyline in wrestling, not just over the past 12 months, but maybe ever. I don't think I've ever been invested or as invested and entertained in anything like this in my 30 years. Yeah, just unbelievable. And the the incredible thing is that it is far from over as well. I thought this was it. I thought end of the story, but now we're going to go on another twist. Um, every single person involved from the start of this has played their part brilliantly. Uh, I can't wait to look back at everything and pick out all the little details that I've missed first time around because that has been the joy of all of this. I know there's going to be a um, some sort of uh, special released on this storyline at some point when it's over. Sami Zayn will now be the number one babyface in all of pro wrestling where Roman will be hated uh, looking forward to what happens with Jey Uso as well. Elimin Elimination Chamber in Montreal is going to be incredible. Obviously, both Sammy and Owens are from Montreal. I yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. And I think if you like stories in pro wrestling this is everything you want from your pro wrestling it's everything i want um you know since becoming obviously a little bit older i can't remember the last time i've jumped out of my chair and celebrated something the way i did for that chair shot from sammy uh, i don't know if i've i might must have done it before I think the Edge return at the Rumble a couple of years ago and AJ Styles at the Rumble. Those two might be the only two times I've ever done it as an adult. So, yeah, um, incredible stuff. 
But that is your Royal Rumble review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter as well. I'm at AdamChalk8 on there. Send me a message through there. It doesn't have to be about the show. It can be about anything. I'll be back tomorrow with the Raw review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.